you say so. You never listen for the beep. That's your. That's the issue. That's why it never works for you. You know, what? I'm recording right now, and everybody can hear you yelling at well, me. Good. So I just want everybody to know that this is a very abusive podcast relationship. Sexually assault you, too. <laughs> <laughs> A man walks through your door. What about him can you observe? Is he timid, hunched over like a midday clock? Or does he stand with confidence, spine at six and twelve? Is this a man of springtime pastel, clamoring to be noticed? Or is this a man of gray and brown? Blending into the hurried crowd. Is this a man comfortable in his station? Or does he pine for grander things? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roller Credits, the podcast. The only podcast that is doesn't like to identify as a tailor, but a cutter. Mm-hmm. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. Today we are doing 2022's The Outfit. Yes. Movie that... Nobody has heard of. <laughs> I I swear I saw the poster for it and then that was it. I don't even think you've seen the poster. I'm, I did. I saw. Well, I saw like the weird like O that shaped like a chain, and that's it. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, nobody is like talking about this movie. Uh, it. I don't even know if it really got a proper theatrical release or if it went straight to Amazon. I'm pretty sure it went straight to Amazon. Uh, and I think that this movie deserves much more. Um, kind of exposure than what it's gotten i feel like like literally nobody's talking about this movie yeah uh and yeah i think it deserves more than that so yeah this movie i believe this is graham moore's directorial debut Hmm. uh writer director so always love that Mm -hmm. and it's a really good first film because it's one location yes and that always works out can't beat you can't beat it Mm -hmm. um so yeah this movie takes place. Um, well, actually, let's go down. Let's go down. Who's who's in the who's in the movie? Yeah, why not? So you have Mark Rylance who plays Leonard, mm-hmm. the Cutter. Cutter. <laughs> I was going to say Taylor. I was like, oh wait a he minute. Doesn't like to be called that. <laughs> uh, you have Zoe Duch, I believe is how you pronounce her name, who plays Mabel, and mm-hmm. she's kind of like his front desk help. Yeah. But she ends up being a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Dylan O'Brien who plays Richie, which. The only thing that I know Dylan O'Brien from is I remember back in high school, everybody was really obsessed with like the, all the hair. girls were talking about. Um, I think he was in Maze Runner. Yes. Okay. So I was I was like looking at him as like, I know you from somewhere, but I have no idea where. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that he was in Maze Runner. Yeah. I was thinking of like some weird like Disney film probably, but like. Because yeah. me, well, my immediate thought was I was like, oh, he was in Twilight. <laughs> and then he just wasn't like, in Twilight. No. <laughs> That's Taylor Lautner. You've seen I think. all the Twilights. I've seen one of them. Ah, um, you have John Flynn, Johnny Flynn, who plays Francis, yeah. who's kind of like one of the one of like the main guys. But he's, everybody's like not who, who they appear to be essentially. Yeah. Um, and then the only other person that I really thought really like deserved anything was Simon Russell Beale, who plays Roy. Mm-hmm. Um, Roy Boyle, the father. Yeah, and and then the, I guess one other person would be Nikki Amuka Bird, who plays one of the uh, La Fontaines, the main woman from the La Fontaines. Yes. Uh, yeah, and this movie mm-hmm. is there's so many things to do. <laughs> uh, this movie is about an expert cutter who must outwit a dangerous group of mobsters in order to survive a fateful night. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I love this movie. Yeah. This movie like doesn't. I feel like they don't make movies like this mm-hmm. anymore, which is. It's just a classic gangster film. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a, a nice spin on a gangster film because it's only in, like, one location. And, like, most gangster films are, like, taking place, like, throughout the city. Yeah. And this is literally just within, like, Leonard's shop. Yeah. But I do appreciate, like, how there's... And, and I I was thinking about this, like, when they were, like, there was a point where... um I forgot the... Oh, Richie. Richie and Leonard were, like, sitting down and, like, talking, like, after, like, Francis left. And they were talking about, like, the father Roy. And I was like, there's, like, this cool ambiance to the film where it's, like, if you didn't ever show Roy, like, you get enough to, like, picture him in your head. Same thing as, like, the background of, like, them being in Chicago. It's, like, you get enough of the idea of, like, you know, it's winter time. It's, like, in that, like the 50s era where it's like mobsters ruled like they're talking about Al Capone and it's like this cool idea where if you never show anything really outside of it and you get like a perfect picture of like what's going on yeah and, and I appreciate that I, I like it's very hard for films to do that for me well I think it's it's probably necessary because this is his directorial debut so he probably wasn't given a lot of money yeah uh so it's like okay how can I make how can I the writing is like the writing needs to be good and that that's kind of a testament to how good the writing is where you're getting like details of these characters or the, just the way that they come in and they explaining things or just like the costumes that they're wearing right the outfits that they're wearing all of that is painting the picture of the the world outside of the four walls that is the tailor shop yes uh so the writing has to be pretty like amazing mm-hmm. and I think it's really good yeah the one thing that uh I I was like really I really really appreciated about it and I thought that you would appreciate about it was there's a moment in the film that feels a lot like Alfred Hitchcock's The Rope The Rope Yes and I I put that down like I immediately knew it and I love that like kind of homage to putting Ricky or Richie in the box Yeah and then for the rest of the film basically they're having these conversations with him in the box dead. Yeah. And I really liked that. Yeah. I was like, this this is like a very nice little like niche thing where it's like, you know it because we did the rope, but like I know it because I like the rope a lot where yeah. it's like, this is something that like a, a small percentage of people will recognize. Like, oh, that's rope. I remember yeah. rope. <laughs> I know the rope. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also just like how it's kind of interesting how you kind of interpretate, how interpretate, interp- uh, how you kind of. I don't know, like how you, there's like a lot of tropes in this movie, Mm -hmm. but I feel that this movie came out during a time where gangster movies are not really being made anymore. True. Like this. Mm -hmm. So I'm a lot more like the tropes in this movie actually made me smile more than like roll my eyes. Mm -hmm. Like when Mabel's uh, talking to Leonard about how she's like. You know, she doesn't want to be at the shop for the yeah. rest of her life. And I got to get out of here. And she's like, looks out the window and she's like, I'm going to get out of here <laughs> one day. And like, you know that she's going to say it. Like, yes. you're like, of course she's going to say that. And like, when she says it, it still made me smile because I'm like, it's perfect. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's it's just like those little things where it's like, again, it's a very like, like, this is a film that's paying homage to like. The, the classic the, yes, gangster films. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and then having that kind of like noir style to it too. Yeah. Because there's so many things of, you don't know, like there's so many 
who is this person? Mm-hmm. And then they, they are revealed to be something. And then all of a sudden, a half hour later, there's somebody completely different. And then 20 minutes later, there's somebody else. And yes. you're like, you don't know who the fuck is. You don't know who to trust. You don't know who the good guy is, who the bad guy is. You don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the, the main one being Leonard, like yes. Leonard is so fucking smart. He's very charming too. Of course. Like yeah. he's super, super charming. And I like that they just call him English because of yes. his accent. Yeah. And, and uh, he's just like you, you, you know, you're kind of being led to believe this whole time that he is literally just this shopkeeper, and mm-hmm. and and he's a t- he's a cutter, and this is what he does, and he makes suits, and yes, he's kind of allowed the the mafia to kind of you know the, this Irish mob to come in and like make their drop offs and stuff there, so nobody knows or anything like that. Yeah, and he's he must be getting like some type of you know under like cut from something right from mm-hmm. the father, well, probably just like protection. Yeah, of his shop and and you know. So he's obviously benefiting a little bit from it, mm-hmm. but you're never led to believe, you know, throughout the first maybe quarter, quarter and a half of the movie that, uh, that he's anything else but that. Yeah. And then, and then you slowly get to like learn mm-hmm. his backstory and then you kind of find out that his backstory is actually just a lie. Yes. Like he, <laughs> he tells like three different backstories yeah. too. And it's, I just love it. And, and everybody's like that in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are your general thoughts on on the film? Did you did you like it? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Is it fine? It's fine, honestly. Like there was nothing like that like went over the top for me that oh, I was like, "Oh, I love this film." Um I I I don't want to say like I can see why like it didn't get a theatrical release because I think this is like something like on par that could have been shown in theaters. Um something I did enjoy too was like the and I I'm starting to kind of like that in films like when I know we didn't do it for the podcast, but like we both watched the menu and like it's boring, but it's cool of like showing like, you know, the food being prepared and like, like showing on the dish and like, what's the ingredients into it. And it's like in this, I really enjoyed the fact of like Leonard just like going over the steps of like how to make a suit. Yeah. And like the, the like slow cuts of like him, like cutting and like measuring and like, uh, penciling out like where the leg holes are gonna go and like threading through everything to like sew it together like I enjoy stuff like that yeah it's weird I'm, I'm enjoying like the boring things like that that oh. I think like most like casual viewers would be like what is this like what like is this film just about that eh, I don't know I don't well, think that's boring well that's what I'm saying like I I don't think it's boring but I think that some people will think it's boring I don't know I think that it's it's I don't know. I, I don't know how a general. I guess I've never really thought about it. I don't know how a general audience would 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 think that. I mean, I, I kind of. I mean, I did end up getting pretty bored in the menu. Personally, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm like, we've been watching this for forty to five <laughs> minutes now, and like this movie, this movie straddles it. Like, I mean, because you don't really get that much of it. It's kind of like the opening shot, and that's for the most part, that's it. I mean, there there are shots of him going around and like doing little things here and there, but for the most part, the plot is the plot, mm-hmm. and that is the entire story. You kind of get like the opening shot of him and like his voiceover, which then comes back, which I really, I really, really liked how the voiceover comes back to play for like the whole story itself yeah um of him like talking about him, himself and and what he does and and how and how he makes a suit but yeah i mean there isn't really that much of that in the in the movie because the the, the bulk of this film really is um richie has been shot yeah and he gets brought in to to uh leonard's shop and now they're trying to there's a tape mm-hmm. and the tape has information and they think that there's they, they know that there's a rat it's yep. like a classic gangster story yeah. there's a rat somewhere and we got to figure out who the rat is 
and the tape that we have is going to show us or tell us kind of like who is the rat because we'll find out where that where we were bugged and then we can kind of like start kind of funneling down like okay who was there when we were here and blah 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 yeah it's it's kind of like reminiscent to like uh reservoir dogs in that sense yeah where it's like one location there's a rat like we got to sniff them out yeah uh and i don't know man i think that like i, I guess it's just because the, since the movie got no plub, like publicity at all mm-hmm. and and nobody's talking about it and then when you put it on i mean this movie feels like to me what this feels like a classic dad film (laughs) this feels like a movie that what if i was if this movie came out you know 15 years ago Mm -hmm. and my father was my my dad would be like watching this movie it feels like on like tnt or something yeah you know like and then just be like like, you gotta like i'll I'll tape this for you do you want to watch it It, it's just like it's just like one of those movies and i think that that's kind of where this movie is actually going to find its uh its audience is going to be like an older audience of people who, and like, it's going to be really good on cable TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I do think it deserves more than that, mm-hmm. but I do think that that's kind of like where it's going to live. Yeah. Um, and that's a little unfortunate, but it's also kind of like cool that like it's, it's a niche. Yes. And I like that this movie isn't trying to be anything more than what it is. Mm-hmm. This movie I don't think it overstays its welcome at all. It's, yeah, it, I, it is very brisk. It's like an hour and forty-five minutes. Like it knows like what plot point it wants to make, and then it gets out. Yeah, and the movie isn't trying to be this metaphorical thing of trying to hit you with like these crazy themes or metaphors of anything. Like it is a just it's it is simply a classic gangster film, and and it knows what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it, and I think that I think that we. I wish that we got more of these movies mm-hmm. because this movie sort of like movies like this kind of fit in that, like I, how I feel about Westerns. Yes. You like, know, there should be just more Westerns. Like I just love Westerns so much and I don't know, like we're not really getting like, you know, whenever anybody thinks of class, like, or like really, really good gangster films, we think of Goodfellas, we think of the Godfather and mm-hmm. like those the seventies and the nineties, like, you know, or the seventies and the eighties and the nineties, like that kind of era. But no, there's no like modern classic, really good gangster films. Like even, even the one that we did with Oscar Isaac, um, uh, what was that movie where he's like the garbage man and he's like running? Oh, right, right, right. yeah. Uh, something of New York. I forgot what it was. Whatever that movie was with Oscar Isaac. Like I can't even remember the name. So like, there you go. That's kind of my point where it's like, yeah, that's kind of a gangster film, and it was, and it's modern, mm. but nobody talks about it anymore. Yeah, I mean, oh, a most violent year. Yes, right. Thank you. Like, n- who's like talking about that anymore? Yeah, and maybe that's just the era of where we are now, where like television shows and television series tend to be like more of what what kind of like stays in the pot in, in culture opposed to a film. Like, I feel like movies now, it's kind of like, hey, you had a really good movie and people are talking about it for like two weeks. And then it's like, it's like, and that's really good for those two weeks. And then yeah. it just kind of like dies. Um, we don't have any of those, but I feel like this movie can kind of find its niche of being like kind of like a really cool classic gangster film. Yeah. Like I could see this film being on like like, you know, a top 10, like, new age, like, gangster movies that you've never heard of. Yeah, because it's, it's it delivers on all fronts. 
it literally delivers on all fronts. It's a really good kind of like classic whodunit, right? You don't know who who the hell is who. So it's got like a the the um the elements of like mystery. It's got mm. like that noir feel. It's got yeah. that kind of old school classic feel. Um it's got like really classic characters like Mabel is so she's such like a like a damsel in distress but mm -hmm. she's actually not you yeah. know like she's way more capable than she's like being let on and she's way more intelligent and and like I just love that about her uh you have Francis who's like such a fucking oh, classic he's a scumbag but he's such a classic oh yeah like he he is like through and through like the if you're going to like pull up like what a mobster like sounds like, like talks like, <laughs> yeah. like it's literally Francis, Francis. and Richie. Like they're they're just like those like t like stereotypical like mobsters. Yeah. And like for the for a while, I was like, oh, he's the rat. Who? And Which one? Francis. Okay. And I, I was appreciating that because again, like the whole point of something like this, where it's like it's not technically like a mystery film, but like it it kind of like blurs the lines, being like that noir like gangster style, is like. You throw people off. And that's what you need to do with those types of films. Like, you need to throw somebody off so in that way they think something. And then when there's the big reveal, it's like the aha moment. Yeah. And that's that's good. Do I think it should have been Mabel, though? To me, Mabel was kind of just like a shoehorn in of like, oh, she's the rat. I didn't mind it. because, and And I guess I didn't mind it so much because, I mean, who else would it have been? Like it would it would have been too easy for it to be Francis. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it it can't be Francis. Like you know, I had like a slight jaw drop moment when like you when know, Leonard says that he's the Le rat. Yes, when Leonard says he's the rat, and um, and then like like Richie just laughs at him. It's like oh, I almost got to there, didn't I? Yeah. And it's like whoo, because if he like just blabbed like immediately, it'd be like what the fuck. Like that was that was like a little too much of like. You told me everything right yeah. there, and then he would have blown him. But I don't know, like Mabel, like I, I get the reason why is that like she wants to get out of Chicago, like she wants to go travel the world, she wants to see like everything. But it's like she didn't, she didn't lead you to believe at all that she had like anything really to do with it. Well, I think that that's kind of like what classic kind of movies of this nature do, right? Like, mm -hmm. have you ever seen the film Prisoners? No, but I did want to. No, I I wanted to do that like relatively soon. All right, well then I then I I want to. I know make, like I know like a little bit. Yeah, well I, I'm not gonna ruin it for you. Then I won't I won't use it. But like all all I'll say is there's the classic element of the person that you least suspect. Yeah. Right. And the person that maybe has like the least amount of screen time mm -hmm. is the one that it ends up always kind of being. Yeah. And. Again, this movie isn't trying to like genre defy anything. No, it, it 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 is working within its genre, and it and it knows what it is. So, you know, when it, when when the reveal is that it's Mabel and she's the one that has been working with the FBI and is is the one that kind of like planted the um the recorder and the mm -hmm. device, the bug to to get all the information. I mean, again, like, it just made me smile because I'm like, yeah, like, it's perfect. Like, she mm -hmm. comes in, and, dude, I love her, like, when she comes in, because Leonard's shop is, like, all in gray, and it's kind of like these earth tones, right? Yeah. It's, like, these grays and beiges and cream colors. And she's wearing, like, she's, like, this red, like, yeah, and, like, and she's such, like, she's, the way that they, the lighting in the movie and the, and the color grading and everything, like, when she's standing there, 
when when um when she gets brought back mm-hmm. by um the mobsters by like, Francis yeah and and she's standing in the doorway and there's just a, like that one kind of still shot of her standing there and Leonard is looking at her she it just it looks so fucking good mm-hmm. and she's got like like again she's wearing like her 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 like pops of color and the way that they did her makeup and her lips and everything like she looks. It looks so good, and the same thing with um, La Fontaine. Mm-hmm. Like when she's standing there in the camera and like giving her a little speech. Yeah, it looks so good. I've been having the one thing I've been really noticing a lot about a lot of modern films is how flat and non-dynamic they look, and it really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, some everybody's kind of talking right now about um, The Last of Us. Yes, the television series, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that was maybe your recommendation for for the next episode. No, I haven't I watched, gotten around to watching it. I, I watched the first two episodes, and everybody's like in love with it, and I'm kind of like, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I I think it's okay. For me, it's like I played the game, so it's like the game had like, and, and I'm worried about like watching the show, but the game had like way more personality to it, and that that's kind of hard to justify because it's like you're involved more with a video game as opposed to like watching something yeah so it's it's hard to say yeah um and i'm not gonna give my my real review on no, the, the last review. of us yet you screw it i've only <laughs> I wa- I've, well i've only watched two episodes and mm-hmm. again i haven't really i'm not like super impressed with it or anything i'm like okay it's fine mm-hmm. um but like the one thing i am noticing about the show the most that i'm really not liking is how like flat everything looks and you would think that The Last of Us has, like, it's definitely got a bigger budget than, you know, a normal kind of television show or a normal TV series would probably get because of the original IP that it has. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I just, the way, every, the way everything looks, I'm just like, it doesn't look cinematic. Mm-hmm. And this movie, to me, looks so cinematic while only being confined to a small room, essentially. Yeah, and I think that again plays with kind of like this like newer noir style because it's like you know back in the 50s when like noirs were like the thing it's like you had everything mostly for the most part like films were in black and gray and you had like how we talked about in under the silver lake where it's like you know a character comes into frame and you get like the dynamic thing of like the lighting over the eyes or like over the face so it's like you can see like the contrast for it yeah and it's like stuff like that nowadays like unless you're doing a film in black and gray like you can do stuff like this where it's like the background is all like grays or like muted colors. And then like the characters are like in these like very flamboyant colors to kind of add that pop of like, okay, this is the person that's on the main stage like right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I, I really love the way that the movie actually looked. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it's really funny. I really liked when Roy showed up. And, yeah. like, he's not what you think he's going to be. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have, like, the voice or the stature or anything that you that you think that he's going to be. Because, mm-hmm. you like, you're kind of being, you know, like, Roy is the head mob guy. And you're thinking, like, he's going to be this really cool, badass guy. And he's, like, he's such a dad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This he's, is what he is. He's, he's like, like, a short, my son. He's, like, a little short, chubby guy. Mm-hmm. And, and But, like, he is badass. And, like, he, and, and, and he is, you know, you can tell that he's got a lot of um, power, history. Yeah. And, like patina on him of over the years right uh i mean i really loved when him and leonard are kind of having their heart to heart and they're talking about the scissors and then he's and then he's talking to the gun um and then he and then he's and then he just says like that's my fucking son's coat over Mm -hmm. there and like it hits so good you're like damn because again (laughs) like that's the thing that you're kind of looking for in like gangsters is like 
you know, they'll have that heart to heart with you, like that moment of like, you can let your guard down. And then they say like one line like that. And then you tense up. And yeah. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Hold it's, on. I'm in trouble. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like I, re- I liked that scene a lot. Um, Roy, I thought like was pretty decent as a character. I, like, I, I, I like Roy. I, I think like, you know, I, I get where it's like he he's been around for like ever as like the face of this town but also behind the scenes running this town yeah so it's like i i, I feel that with his character yeah and like, you can I feel the power because he says you know like if you tell me what the hell's going on here like you know you'll be fine you'll be set you won't you won't have yeah. you, you know you have protection for the rest of your life yeah, there's not a gun in this town that can touch you. yeah it's really great i know and then you get like like leonard like for a moment you're like oh he's actually going to tell the truth and then of course francis has to walk in yeah and then it's like fuck yeah like but again that could have been all part of Leonard's plan because Leonard's playing like every single side. Yeah. And you, Leonard and is such nev- a fucking con you artist. You never know it until the end. Yeah. And I think like the one other thing that I would say like that I didn't like fully, fully like about this film is like the ending itself. The, of, like, a- the actual like true, true ending when he reveals his tattoos and all yeah. that. I'm I was like, like I don't know if I really yeah. <laughs> needed this, but I'll be honest, I'm still smiling. I Well, like, that's the thing is, like, you know, I was by, like, and again, you could have kind of, like, worked it in at some point, like, his true backstory of, like, you know, he was, like, like in London and, like, had, like, run-ins with, like, the mobs themselves there, and it's, like... You know, he had to get out, and then he went to go, like, learn the trade of cutting, and then, like, he found a wife, and he had a daughter, and, like, they came and found him, and then burned the place down, and he got out, and then first thing first, he comes to Chicago, and who does he meet? His first person is a mobster. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like, you could have given me, like, that actual backstory, like, somewhere in the middle, like, for him to, again, like, roll up his sleeves and show, like, the tattoos, and then to murder Francis. He used to be a fucking badass. Yes. And he still is, I guess, a badass. But also, like, for Francis to, like, get up after, like, yeah. six bullet yeah, shots. Yeah. It's like, uh, I guess. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's such a movie. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's such a movie moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would have been perfectly fine with, like, him doing the monologue. And then, like, literally lighting the match and just walking, burning out. it. Like, I yeah. think that would have been like absolutely. Fine I know. As well. I would. I would have much. I would have much appreciate. I would have much more appreciated the, if if Francis stayed dead. Yeah. And just like, yeah, because you're right. Like, he's not gonna get up after getting being shot like that. I know. But but he did say he took six marbles earlier. Yeah. So. I, I don't know. It's it's just there's like things about the movie that are like okay, whatever. Like, it's not perfect, but. I'm just willing to to completely ignore like all everything because I'm having fun, mm-hmm. and I I guess like that's something that I almost feel has been missing a lot in movies lately. Everything I mean, especially like the movies that I tend to watch, everything's so always so heavy and like heady and metaphorical and 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 you know they're always like super sad and depressing, and mm-hmm. I love those types of movies, but. I, I guess like this mo- this movie is like I was saying this movie is such I feel like uh, what's his name um, uh, Nicholas Cage no oh. um, who was in Don't Worry Darling oh Harry Styles yeah I feel like Harry Styles when he's like it's such a movie it yeah. feels like <laughs> such a movie mm-hmm. because there is like an element of of this film that really is just bringing you it's just delivering the goods and it mm-hmm. doesn't care about anything else other than that yeah. And that's what this, it is just a movie and it's having these, these really kind of 
great movie moments that you're like, it's a little silly, mm-hmm. but who cares? Yeah. Like it's the writing is so fucking good in this film and the direction is so mm-hmm. good and the characters are so good and everything about the movie is so good that I'm willing to like let some, some little of this things stuff slide. Yeah, because I'm just having a good time. Yeah. I'm just I'm just I don't I when again, when am I ever watching a classic gangster film? Mm-hmm. I'm never watching these. these. These movies are not being released anymore. So I don't care if this movie is not perfect. Yeah. Because I'm having a fucking blast. Yeah, I think you hit it the nail on the head too with it where it was like, um, where it's it's not trying to break the mold. No. And and like you can see that, but again, like I, I agree. Like I did have fun like watching this film. Like there was never a point in the mo- uh, the movie that I was bored no. or like I, I was like questioning like when is this going to be over? Yeah, it's a it's like a perfect it's perfect. It's a it knows what it is and it's not trying to be anything else than that. And for that, I think it's fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think it's a really good directorial debut and I'm really want to I'm really going to kind of make sure that I'm keeping an eye on Graham yeah. for the future because um yeah, I mean, I think this was one hell of a debut. Yeah, I mean, it for me like it it didn't like it didn't scratch like every itch, but like it was still fine to watch. Like I still enjoyed myself watching it. So like seven seven attack of the blue jeans out of ten. Yeah, I think I think for me the thing that I also appreciated it like so much for is it's just like showcasing that you don't need a lot mm-hmm. to make a movie, right? Like and I and I always appreciate that. Like yeah. when 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 it's just showcasing like hey we have a handful of characters in a room. There's no big giant CGI set pieces or anything like that. There's no giant green screens or anything. It's just people in a room. Yeah. And it's proving you, it's proving to you that you can make a good film mm-hmm. with just simple elements like that. Then I mean that, that alone like elevates it for me. Um, yeah. I don't know. I love this movie and I thought it was great. Um, and I'm glad that we did it mm-hmm. and I had a really good time watching it and I had a really good time watching it again. Yeah. Um, Recommendation? Yeah. So I, I've been, it's kind of a weird recommendation. It's a music rec, rec, Mm -hmm. but it's a weird one because I don't love it. (laughs) Okay. But I want to recommend it because, so I really like Alt-J. Yeah. Um, like you know when Spotify does a like yeah, your yearly thing, your yearly thing. Yeah, and all of yours was Alt J. Everything was yeah. just um their newest album. Well, that, yeah, you that, that you just came like out. listened to the new album like six times over. Well, more than that. <laughs> like that was pretty much my album of the summer, pretty much. <laughs> and then like going in, it, 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 I listened to it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that album. Um, but one album that I've always skipped over and I've never heard was their their uh, album Relaxer. And Relaxer is kind of regarded as their worst album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it is. <laughs> yeah. But I will say that while I think that it might, it's not their best album from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I think the highlights are some of their best songs, like period. Um, they have a really interesting slow burn version of House of the Rising Sun. A cover, okay, and it's way sadder and it's way more depressing. Mm-hmm. And there's, it doesn't have like that power or anything because it's it's a much softer version of it. But it's not just a cover. It's like you get you get you get enough to realize like okay, this is House of the Rising Sun. But then Joe Newman ends up kind of 
diverging a bit and writes his own lyrics and whatnot. So it's like a mix of like old and yeah. new, which, which is really cool. Is pretty much like how every version of House of the Rising Sun is. Yeah, and uh, there's a re- one of my favorite songs on the album is called Adeline. And then I was looking at the writer, the writer's credits, and it's of course got Joe Newman, the front man, and fucking Hans Zimmer. It was like I got a writing credit on it. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, all of a sudden, and like you can do smaller budget things. And huh? like it was just really, but like the song is great. Um, three WW is really cool. I think like the first three tracks and then Adeline are really are really solid. And then everything else, I'm kind of like, eh. Like there's mm-hmm. elements of of every song that I kind of like, but for the most part, um, those are like my top like the four tracks that I I'm, I'm kind of like going back to constantly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I love Joe Newman's lyrics. I really like the way that he writes. I think he's a really, really unique voice in um, music. And I don't think anybody writes like like he does. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a fucking song on his new on the newest album about being like like a hamburger <laughs> nice. at like a summer party, hmm. like a summer like <laughs> it's just like really weird. Well, you know, he, but like he makes it like this emotional thing. Like it's just it's just he, he's got a really really interesting um, way of thinking about things and. Um, he's one of my favorite like lyricists. Um, so yeah, I wanted to recommend, uh, relaxer by Alt J. And again, I'm, 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 I'm real. I know that it's not like a perfect album, but I still think that there's something in there for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Zach, what are we doing next? Frank, uh, I talked to you about this like a couple of times. Um, and I, I was never, I was always going back and forth on like who to start this thing out with. Cause I wanted to do like a small kind of like every now and again, like how we were kind of doing like the start and like, um, like character studies of certain things and the idea of what the hell happened to certain actors. In, insert person here. Correct. Yeah. And I think there's nobody better to start out with than Brendan Fraser. So cool. we are going to be doing topic on what the hell happened to Brendan Fraser. Cool. All right. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, this isn't art. This is a craft. <laughs>